Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! The Night Moves. The Night Moves here at the AfterBuzz TV studios. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about Supernatural today. Season 11, episode 4. Baby. We heard a lot of Night Moves today Mm -hmm. in the episode. We watched it. Um, I'm your host, Lindsay Wagner. You guys can find me on Twitter at Lindsay Wagner. Katie Campbell is joining me. Katie, where can they find you Hi guys. on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Katie E.E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's Campbell. And unfortunately, Alexis is sick with a 100-degree fever, so send her some love on all of her things, social media. Uh, she would love to hear from you guys. And, and we're sad that she's not here with us. We're missing all of our little, like, guys that are usually hanging out on the table and baby with us. And it feels empty in this room without feels- the stuff and without Alexis. Are we getting thrown into the empty? Oh my gosh, don't even talk about let's, that. Let's hope not. <laughs> uh, Katie, what were your initial thoughts of this week's episode? I loved it. It was such a different perspective. It's like we got the point of the view of Baby, you know, the character of the Impala. And it was so different from what we're used to, but it was it was fun to watch because it was different. It was fun. Mm-hmm. What did I, you think? I really liked it, too. I felt like we got a lot of needed conversations yeah because we saw the perspective in the car so all the t- all the downtime that they fast forward through in the show that we don't see those com- I mean we see bits and pieces of their conversations we get to see all of it as they're making that drive from wherever they were to Oregon and it makes me think do we just you know we don't get these scenes do they have these talks maybe not on such a deep level i think they've been hiding stuff from each other not saying everything, but we do miss some conversations. I mean, they're certainly not just driving in the car and not talking at all. So, But is it like a reality show where they only show you the, the best parts or the most dramatic parts? Maybe that is what we're seeing when we see the boys in the car talking or getting into a conversation or going through the deep issues that they have. Yeah. One of my dislikes about this episode, though, was I felt it was a little bit Violent, And even when we've seen Demon Dean and we've seen some really crazy battle scenes and fight scenes, I felt like today, because everything was so up close and personal, the sound effects were a lot. Like, and I understand why. I totally understand why. They're in the car, so baby's hearing these punches and the cracking of bones and the slamming of someone's head in a door. 
and the fighting Dean fighting a girl and like kicking her and thank God we don't see all that stuff and it's just you're hearing it or you know what's happening you see him doing this to something that's off screen but it was a little bit disruptive and like disconcert like I didn't I didn't love that I didn't I, love that part and it made me a little bit uncomfortable I have to admit I don't think it was more violent but it was just the point of view of the Impala it was the point of view of the Impala with the blood spattering on its window and the louder sound effects because it was right there in the car so we were just getting it from the car's point of view. I don't necessarily think it was just more violent. No, and I, that's, yeah, I think it's just the car's point of view and the mm-hmm. fact that it's hearing all of these things and we get a couple broken windows and all of that stuff going on too. So I do feel like it was just the car's perspective. But for me, it was just harder to watch because it's like in a scary movie. You turn the sound off and you can watch it and it's a little less scary because you're not hearing that buildup. Where when you're hearing these fight sequences and stuff, it's it's hard to hear. Yeah. Just for me, maybe I'm I'm sorry. I might be a little bit of a wuss in that perspective that I it was hard on me. But well, the whole episode too, I felt bad for the car. You know, I felt yes. bad for baby that it was getting beat up and all the things. You know, the blood, the broken windows, the slamming, like you said, of the head in the car door. <laughs> it's just it's funny because. We really don't think about this often. We know baby's there, but we don't think it's, you know, the brothers hunting, but it's the brothers and baby hunting. Baby is part of this, too. It's it's a really, really neat concept, and I loved the idea that they did this. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see it again. Yeah. I, I love that literally the car was the focal point, and even when they pull up to certain places, you're still seeing the car's perspective, what it's seeing. It's just it was really, really 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 neat and I think they had fun filming it yeah for sure doing I mean it's a cramped it's a smaller space it's obviously a smaller you know you're really close with the people you're going to be shooting with for the next couple days but obviously they're used to that but it's like we got to ride along with them Mm -hmm. which I think was such a cool thing we're on the hunt too we are we're We're all on the hunt we're just stuck in the car but that's pretty cool and if you guys are on the hunt the way that Katie and I are on the hunt then I know that you want to make sure that you're tweeting us all and using all things social media for AfterBuzz. So use that hashtag ABTV Supernatural on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything social media. Use that hashtag ABTV Supernatural and we will keep up with you guys and chit chat with you along the way. Uh, so let's jump into the episode and we find out Baby was created April 21st, 1967. Uh, GM had its 100th million car and then came Baby. And this was all done in Janesville, Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> Wisconsin proud. Um, we know that Dean had convinced uh, young John Winchester to buy the car. We also know that Sam had been praying to God and was hoping there was some sort of hope out there. Uh, We get a flashback to Dean being handcuffed in the car. He's beaten up by some train tracks. And we know that this happened 48 hours prior. And now we're going to get the story that leads up to that point. They're washing the car. They're showing baby some love. I'm, I'm wondering if that's what they do every time before they go out on like a mission. Baby gets spiffed up before they go. I kept thinking, too, we need to do this again after this episode. We need to take care of this car. Oh, baby has some cleaning up to do after this episode for sure. Uh, they know that there's no Metatron. So we know in this episode we're not going to see Rowena. We're not going to see Crowley. Metatron is still out there. Um, there's no news on the darkness. Uh, Cass is getting better. 
you know, that, so it's literally just going to be the two boys and whatever they are hunting. But they also said, Dean said he wouldn't let Cass heal his face still. At the end of this episode? In the beginning when they were washing the car, they were talking about all of this mm-hmm. stuff. He said, you know, Dean still won't let him heal him. Yeah. So that's why he still had the bruise on his face. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wasn't sure if that had happened. Okay. I don't Confusion understand fixed. why he wouldn't. I just don't get it. Why doesn't he let him heal him? He's being stubborn. I think he feels like what he's released with the darkness and with everything that happened to then Cass being kind of possessed. All that I think he feels like is his, is his fault. So he's like, I deserve this. Let me take care of this on my own. I deserve kind of the punishment. Yeah, well, he can't really fully blame himself, too. No. Because Sam wasn't letting it out. He was, you know, a big part in that because he wanted to save his brother, which I totally get and I think was the right move. But I just feel bad that he keeps being so hard on himself. Well, I'm glad we see a little relief of that at the end of this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to. So uh, they're driving, uh, and of course it's raining. So the cleaning of baby doesn't that ha- that doesn't that drive you guys nuts when you wash your car and the next day it rains, or you have the opposite: a bird poops on it. That happens to me all the time, and it never <laughs> rains in LA. But when I wash my car, it rains. So you let me know when you're washing your car. <laughs> I don't want to go get my car washed that day either. Then we'll know it's going to rain. Yeah. Or go wash your car. We need some rain. Okay. Yeah, could, I'll help the drought. Help the drought. <laughs> uh, of course, it's raining. They're on their way to Oregon. Um, they found a body in the woods that was mauled, and they think perhaps it's a werewolf. Uh, and as they're talking about this, Sam reaches behind, grabs a, opens the cooler, and grabs a smoothie out. And Dean asks where the beer is, and the. I, I mean, is this this is the this is the stuff that we don't normally get to see? These little like tiffs between the brothers. Yeah, but I love that he was drinking. It looked like a green juice. It was right? a green juice. I love green juice. So, well, yeah. <laughs> Seasons back, we saw Sam doing the green juice and everything, and yeah. you know Dean being weirded out by because he eats cheeseburgers and pie and all that stuff. But it makes sense that Sam would be drinking green juice and that Dean would drink beer. He wants the beer. Just and it's there. It's underneath the green juice. <laughs> I was actually surprised at some point that Dean didn't grab a green juice for himself. Really? Yeah. No. I, I thought there was going to be some little, like, push of the way to get him to drink it. or I don't know. I was wishful thinking that it would be a nice juxtaposition of it. Yeah. Uh, we find out that Cass calls, and um, they want him to focus on just getting healthy, getting better, healing, watch some Netflix, and chill. Yeah. Genuinely watch Netflix and chill. I'm just worried about him just hanging out and trying to get better. I don't think that it's fully over. And I feel like they need to keep an eye on him a little bit more. Because you think Rowena is going to bring the spell back. Yeah, either that or it's just going to come out on its own. Because we don't know what she did. She took it away temporarily. We talked about this last time. But I'm, I'm just really worried about this whole thing. We see a lot of people, like last season, Rowena put a spell on the dog spell on one of the girls. I mm-hmm. think it was like the first episode she yes. appeared in. Um, and that girl died. You know, a lot of these spells are affecting people in that way. So maybe that was what was happening to Cass. Like, it's too powerful. But I think that Cass is too powerful at the same time for that spell. It may incapacitate him. Right. Is that incapacitate? Is that the right word? Yes. Th- thank you. Um, <laughs> it might incapacitate him. 
but not stop him completely because he has the power of the angels and God behind him and everything. And because he's got all that, it can't kill him. But dark magic is powerful. And that's why this book was locked away. Man, we need to see all of our guys next week, which we're, I feel like we're not going to. But yeah. so he's supposed to watch Netflix and chill. Um, and uh, why do I have never used Swayze's name in vain? Okay. So they pull up to the roadhouse. Dean wants to go in and Sam doesn't. Dean wants to go in, Sam doesn't. And Sam says something about Swayze would never go into this roadhouse. And Dean says, never use Swayze's name in vain. Um, Heather, who helped out with the Wendigo case back in the day, worked at this roadhouse. So he wanted to go in and hang out. Um, so Dean says that he's going to go. Sam says he's going to stay and take care of some other business. He went to the diner to keep researching yeah. and figure out all the problems that they have to and deal with. from the lovely car's perspective, we see the roadhouse at night turn into day. Dean comes out in the morning, and I love that he sits down in the car, and he's like, mistakes were made. Yeah. Great line. Total Dean. Very funny. I actually laughed out loud. And as that happens... This girl pops up in the back. Did you expect that? No. But I, then when she did pop up, I was thinking maybe he met her inside, and this is a girl that just came out to his car or something. I didn't expect Sam to be there. That that was the most shocking part for me. That Sam had, like, hooked up with some girl. Yeah. Piper. It was, she was from the diner. She, she was, was putting from... her uniform back on. Yeah. Um, and I thought when they showed the hairpin... She asked about that. I thought that was going to be some sort of reference to something later on in the episode that we would come back to, but we never did. No, we did. We did. did we did. I missed that. It was kind of like a coppery thing, and that's what I was, was thinking that, what was happening, but I don't I don't think it ended up being copper because okay. he just kind of used it as a, a tool to attack the deputy later okay. on and stick it in his face or something. I think he... Because I saw him grab all the change out of the purse. But. Yeah, which I thought was great about the hairpin being left behind, the purse being left behind. We'll talk okay. about that, but I just think it's so fun to see you know, the baby has its tools, the stuff that was <laughs> left in the car, and the boys use that. They use it for fighting off and hunting. It's yeah. it's like, like as we said, this is a character, and baby is also hunting with them. He's helping them out. Sorry I missed that, guys. I was writing a lot of notes. Um, so, they play Night Moves, they're enjoying the ride. They're eating in the car. Did that surprise you? I mean, obviously, we know that as they, they've they been traveling and stuff, they do have to eat in the car. But I almost feel like Dean would be a little protective. I don't let people eat in my car. They can bring drinks in my car, but... Well, I think the food was the least of its problems. That, you know, I, I get that. But I, I was a little surprised to see them eating in the car just because I feel like that would be something that Dean would be like, be careful, like eating well, in the car. Sam just hooked up in the car, too, so, and he laid a blanket down, Dean pointed yeah. out, but it didn't really surprise me, but I loved this whole scene of the music and eating in the car, and just, there's just such brotherly love in this whole scene, and I loved that. That's what we love about this show. Well, and I thought it was interesting that Sam asked for this girl's number, and she didn't give it to him. Mm. It was almost as if, like, she knows what it is, and maybe... I mean, Sam is definitely the more sensitive one. Maybe mm -hmm. he 
was like, you know, I probably won't see you again. Who knows? He's that dark, brooding, sensitive type. He's not going to. Yeah. I think he's just doing it out of being polite. But uh, so Sam takes a nap uh, while Dean says he's going to, you know, keep driving. And we before that, he talks about the domestic life that you that they want. Yeah. That they potentially want. Dean says, you know, we're not made for that, basically. I mean, they're out hunting. You know, they do... They've done these little domestic life things before. And it and doesn't then, work. Yeah, and they end up just back together hunting. But it's funny because, I mean, it's interesting to see, you know, their characters sticking true to how they've always thought in the past. Sam has brought it up a few times, and Dean's like, no, that's not us. I've pushed for them to find relationships to keep something going. But at this point, it is impossible, I think, for them. There's too much that they've got to work on to have somebody. Or later on, they say, what if you found another hunter that would understand this lifestyle a little more? But do you really... I mean, then you've got to worry about them. And relationships in the past, they've always been in danger, you know, whoever they're Mm -hmm. seeing. So I know they don't want to put anybody in harm like that, especially somebody that they could potentially fall in love with and see, oh, in the future one day, they don't want them to be in harm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, John is actually talking to Sam about that. We see Matt Cohen, who returned for this episode. Um, and he says Dean has been taking care of the car, and he's also been taking care of Sam. And Sam's annoyed and frustrated with him, and why is he here? And questioning him. And, you know, John says he didn't want this life for the boys. Um, do they want something more, even though they all turned out Okay. And Sam's kind of questioning him about the darkness and everything. And he's like, has death ever stopped a Winchester from coming back? You know, John has come back. So Sam's questioning if this is really him. Are these visions? Is this a message from God? Because he's asking for something. Is there hope? I don't think it's John Winchester. I think it was somebody in a vision. Do you think it was a demon? A good a good vision? Or... I don't know. Something darker. Maybe it could be something trying to give him false information, but I I wanted to believe it was God talking to him, telling him, you know, giving him some words and, you know, you need to stop this. You and your brother need to stop the darkness. Only you can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't feel like that's false information. Yeah. I feel like that, I feel like that is it, it, something that the boys needed to know, but they are going to be the ones to stop it. Right. Um, God helps those who help themselves, which we all we find out later from Dean that that's actually a proverb from Aesop. It's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. Which made me... That's what I questioned you about question. it. Because this whole darkness is coming from the Bible. You know, this whole storyline. We've seen so much of the Bible in this series, even. And I just... If that's not in the Bible, can we trust whoever's saying this? Is somebody saying only you two can stop so Dean and Sam attack the darkness and, and you know, die? So they put them in harm's way with the wrong tools or something? I, I don't know. I don't know what to believe about these visions. I guess because Sam was so... Not nervous. He was so just distrusting that this was really the truth... That made me question it, but I also felt like what he was saying, even though we do find out that it was a proverb, it still was 
there's still some truth to it. There's still a truth in the visions that, and that's the way Sam's always been. There's still some sort of truth coming to him from the visions. Right. And it's going to lead to something. Maybe the boys can't completely stop the darkness together, but it's going to take their lead to do it with a group of people that can help them. Right. And they'll find that out along the way, but knowing that it has to be the two of them that at the end of the day are going to stop this darkness. Right. Um, and when Sam wakes up, Dean says that he was singing the song that, you know, uh, young John Winchester had been playing in the car and he'd said that it was his, you know, Mary's favorite song. And Sam was actually singing, singing that in his sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam said he was having visions and said that John had told him everything that he wanted to hear. So he knew it couldn't have possibly been him. Um, and my question was, are these visions coming from God? Do you think that's what this is? That it's a little bit awkward because this is God coming down to show him. And that's what, when they showed the preview at the beginning of the episode, when they kind of go back on everything, you know, Sam prays to God and asks, I need, I need a sign that there's hope. I want it to be God. I I want God to be helping out in this, but I don't remember which episode it was, but we've heard God's not going to help. Which I don't really think is true. I think God would help because God put the darkness away in the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. I want it to be God. But I'm feeling conflicted because I'm seeing Sam feel conflicted. And Dean says it's not in the Bible. You know, as God is a forgiving person. But I don't think he's going to like the fact that he's going to have to go back and redo work he's already done. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have to take the help of the boys to do this. But I think essentially... He's going to come back and help. And I know a lot of people on YouTube have been commenting, saying they want to see God. They want to see mm-hmm. this entity, this person. They want to, they want, it's so it's tangible. Mm-hmm. I want to see God. I think we get to see God in season 11. That's my prediction. Do you and think we'll get to see God in? In the end, maybe. In the end? Of yeah. the season or yeah. at the end of the of, series? Of, ooh, of the season, maybe depending on I don't know how strong this darkness actually becomes. I do think that this darkness is the biggest bad, or they're setting it up like that. Mm-hmm. We keep, you know, even the vision of John Winchester is reassuring us, or not reassuring, is telling us again that this darkness is super strong and everybody's scared. Whoever that was, warning Sam is scared. So I think this is the biggest bad, and depending on how that goes with fighting it. Maybe we will see God at the end of the season. What did you think of Sam kind of brushing over the fact that he was infected by the virus? That he had it, but it's gone. I was saying, yes, yes, yes. This whole conversation, they were sitting in the motel Winchester, whatever he called it. They were sleeping in baby. And they both were very truthful with each other. They talked about dreams and visions. And I, I like to see, you know, Sam say... He's having these visions, and he's kind of concerned, and he wants his brother's opinion on what's happening. And Dean, of course, is saying, well, they're not visions. It's just a fever dream, especially when he finds out about this whole infection thing. He's calling it the fever dream, and he's saying he has dreams of his father, you know, and and reoccurring every couple months. And I I just – they were very truthful, and stuff we've been saying every single after show so far this season, we need them to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a major thing – in battling this darkness is to tell each other everything and, and, you know, work together. So do you think that this was an example of something perhaps that we miss 
in all the episodes when we're not sure if they're really telling each other the truth. And maybe we come out and we kind of see some, you know, a disconnect between the two of them. That maybe they've had a conversation about something that's been more difficult. Do you think they're opening up when we don't see it? I do think that we don't see some of their conversations that maybe have some truth to them. But I do, I think that this is the most truthful that they've been in a while. They don't, they haven't talked about the exact truth, even in the scenes we, you know, quote unquote, don't see because we see other things in other episodes. But I think that they were more truthful here. It's a genuine heart-to-heart conversation. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I felt I felt their connection. I felt their understanding of each other. I felt like both of them were open to listening. Dean didn't... I mean, obviously, Dean's going to be annoyed that Sam is telling him this later on, that he was infected with this. Not that... How could Dean have helped at the time? He was hundred-some miles away. Mm-hmm. But I do think that them opening up to each other was necessary and needed and I'm hoping that that maybe we get more conversations like this in baby when they're driving. I mean Dean also opened up and said that he has dreams too about John and how he's driving and how he says it's a perfect landing son and Sam's waiting for him and he has these dreams on the on a regular basis as well. I like what Sam said though that the darkness is sending messages to Dean. And the opposite of the darkness is sending messages to him. That's why I'm saying it's got to be God. Mm-hmm. If so the he dark... does believe it's God. Semi. He, I think he's, I think he believes that God's out there and he wants these signs and God is giving him signs. But it's, it's like, how do you believe in something that you don't know exists? Why do people believe in certain gods? Why do they believe in certain things? Because you don't know it's out there. It's because you have the faith to believe that it exists. So I believe that Sam has the faith believing that he's out there. But until you see that, how do you totally trust it? And you just have to. That's the way religion and faith works. Well, I do hope that Sam will continue to be truthful because Dean said several times he doesn't really think it's a vision. Which, you know, like you said, you have to believe and you have to have faith. I don't think he he's kind of pushing that aside like it's not a vision. And I, I hope that Sam doesn't you know, become like a shell and not talk about it now so he doesn't make his brother annoyed that he's bringing it up. Do you think if he has this conversation with Cass, it would go differently? Maybe. I don't know. Cass is interesting, though. Speaking of Cass, it's interesting that he's doing the research. For them. Yeah. Like Kevin. Yeah. Or Bobby did. Bobby Mm -hmm. used to, you know. Yeah. I I like that, too. Uh, so then they get to Oregon, and uh, the sheriff's body had its heart missing. It was mauled. Uh, they think it's a werepire. So excited. Um, it's not a werepire. Um, Dean is a little worried. You're laughing. I just Are you love, excited about the werepire? Yeah, but I love that they were out there talking, and they come back in and talk about what it actually is and what they talked with the sheriff about in the car. You know, it's just more of the whole perspective of the car, but I just... We never see that. They're usually in the sheriff station talking about this mm-hmm. stuff. We see the conversation with the sheriff. You know, we get a feel for who the sheriff is, and this time we didn't. They so. usually and they usually both go to a scene together and to the police together or wherever they need to go to get the answers they need. We see them together, and this we see Sam coming back with the information to Dean and Baby. Mm-hmm. They both went to different things, right? Yeah. To talk to mm-hmm. the sheriff and yep. their deputy, and talked yep. to, and went to the morgue. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so they go, they ask where they should go and get some food, and uh, they go to drop the car off. And Dean's a little bit worried about this valet and, you know, doesn't want her to scratch it. And Jesse takes off in that car. What was happening? The whole time I was thinking that this girl is part of this Me pack. too. Because why would you ever do that in your job? She's like, I'm going to go take this, do some donuts. For a little joyride. I'm like, drive it off. First off, if someone drove my car off the way she did, I would have literally went to the manager and been like, um, get my car back here right now. I'm, that's like, I was surprised that Dean wasn't running after Freaking out. But maybe this is baby's idea fun. Well, take her out and ride her. But I mean, I just you're gonna the get boys dirt should be all doing over it. the car. That's what I that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, if it, all these donuts and stuff, they bring it back, and the car looks like it's fine. There's no dust. There's nothing. It's I would notice. Okay, uh, there's an extra fifteen twenty miles on my car. Right, right. Where where did you park this thing? You picked up your friend. Yeah, <laughs> you picked up your friend. Uh, th- uh, the boss does call and tells her to bring the car back. Dean says that she's taken care of it and looks like he tips her 20, 20 bucks. And a purse was left in the, and somewhere. Yeah. The girl thinks that she left her purse there. Um, we do find out that she does later. So Dean goes back to the woods and Cass calls. He says he's watching Netflix. He's not quite understanding Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Love it. Love that they actually kept up with that. And is explaining that the attacks are quiet. They only feed during the solar eclipse. Um, the whisper. And it's called a whisper. It's not actually a werepire, which is why they're quiet, because they actually, you don't hear them attacking. Um, as Sam calls, um, Dean is attacked by this deputy as he's kind of like surveying the scene. And. Well, he also tells him that Silver will kill the whisper. Yes. And. And deca- or, but then you have to decapitate it just as to well. Be sure. But that this crime scene was staged. Mm-hmm. That so somebody the, dragged the body. Somebody dragged the body there. Um. And they're not sure what exactly it is. Speaking of dragging the body there and, and making, you know, it's staged. So who's suspicious? Obviously the deputy. But it's, you know, we learn that the deputy is suspicious right there in that moment. And usually, like, we get to go into the office, like we were saying, and talk with the deputy. And we can suspect who it is there. You know, it's kind of like a who who did it. You're seeing everybody and, and oh, that guy's acting a little weird or he seems like he's you know, withholding information, but we just hear from Dean and Sam and Cass themselves when they're in their conversations and baby learns like that. I loved seeing the car on the dash, Dean setting the, or the, not the car, the phone on the dash as he's kind of going out and, and Cass is talking to him. We see the perspective of the car. We see Dean outside it. We see the deputy coming up. We see all of this happening outside of the car. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the deputy and Dean are fighting we hear some gunshots go off. Cass is worried about the gunshots going off. Um, well, well, that whole time he's saying, oh, it's not a whisper. It's not yeah, a whisper. It's not that because it's not a solar eclipse. The solar eclipse only happens every few years. So it can't be that time period. So it's got to be something else. Dean says that the silver bullets have slowed it down. He does decapitate it. But then the head's still making noise and rolling around, and which is great special effects right there. I was laughing so hard at this whole thing. The head just keep it kept growling, and Dean kept attacking, and he's like, okay, I, I finally killed it. And then all of a sudden you hear the growling again. It happened like three times. 
Well, and I like that he's, Dean gets, he realizes this head is not going to die. He's not quite sure how to kill it completely. So let's just take it with me. Unfortunately, they had to lose the beer, mm-hmm. stick it in the cooler. And Dean's taking pictures of it, and the teeth are jagged. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fangs. So, uh, he sends it to Cass. He sends this picture to Cass. Mm-hmm. Sam says, help. Something's going on. We know that he's gotten jumped too. And we see the knife roll under the back seat, which was important because once again, one of baby's little tools that she held on to mm-hmm. for Dean to use later. Um, Sam was attacked while he was taking care of trying to figure out what was going on with the sheriff's wife, Mrs. Markham, whose name was Lily, correct? I think yes. her name was Lily. Um, Lily Markham. And Cass calls again and says it's a ghoulin, and could it be a ghoul pyre? They travel in small packs, and you have to stick a coin in the mouth, and if you kill the alpha, it will actually make everyone else return to their human form. And... What kind of copper coin would you have? Well, the first thing I thought of was a penny. Mm-hmm. I did not know, Sam dropping nerd knowledge, that a penny pre-1982 is 90%, 95% copper. After that, you know, I carry pennies. You carry pennies? <laughs> a few of them in my car. I mean, I get changed and I have, I have pennies in my car. So Dean's like, who carries a penny anymore? Me. I carry pennies, and I actually, my old roommate, when she would work in a restaurant, I am not even joking you when I say this. She would, because she kept all of her cash and change in her, you know, waitress apron. Yeah. The pennies were adding up. She would throw away pennies at the end of the night. Throw them away. Oh. It's like, I can't believe you're throwing money away, because I know my family would keep the pennies and throw them in a jar. Those pennies add up. All of a sudden, you've got 11 bucks. Yeah, you can go get that at the store. Yeah. I would never throw pennies away. Although I do try and... Unfortunately, in Los Angeles, when you pennies are worthless in a parking meter, you cannot use them, which is super frustrating. Yeah. But you can use them at grocery stores. I gave out pennies. Love pennies. I always flip pennies heads up. If you see them tails down, it means that they're bad luck. So I flip them over so that the next person that picks it up, it's good luck for them. Oh, you don't a, think it's bad luck picking it up? It's If a penny's heads up, it's good luck, right. so I'll pick it up. If it's tails up, that's bad luck, so I flip it over because then the next person that picks it up, it'll be good luck for them. Okay. That's my little good <laughs> good deed for the day. Okay. Anyway, you got to put this penny in this ghoul pyre's mouth. Well, when they go into the gas station, Sam was going to get pennies, right? He was going to get pennies because they were looking through and they didn't have anything that was pre... And obviously, Dean doesn't keep pennies. They didn't have anything pre-1982. He was talking so long with the cashier. To to that girl. Like, he was... Dude, Sam on a flirting binge this week. You know what? I guess they weren't (laughs) suspecting the wife, Lily Markham, or the widow, to be be part part of this this. thing because she was attacked, which is interesting that her pack attacked... Or her pack attacked her... I can't speak. A pack attacked <laughs> her. Yes. Because they were mad at her? Well, I think they, they're just trying to change a bunch of people were right they, now. Were they mad at her because she was the one who actually killed? She didn't get rid of the body, dispose of the body the way that I think it was supposed to be done, which is what we find out from the deputy later. Right. Um, so perhaps they were mad at her for that. But I love that this statement, do everything for your family. Everything else is meaningless. Obviously a sign that 
Sam and Dean, you know, they got to stick together. D- Sam had to release the darkness mm-hmm. in order to... You'll figure it out yep. as long as you're working together and you... You got your family. Yeah. That's 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 what you got to do. Um, so then she attacks Dean. A fight ensues. Um, this is where I felt like it all of a sudden got a little bit more crazy because there was... I mean, we do see occasional fights between the boys and, and a woman or something. And this, luckily, we didn't see too much of it. But, I mean, it was a big fight in the backseat of his car. It was crazy. He was beating her up. But, I mean, she had some kind of super strength at this she point. She did. I mean, he had to he had to overtake her. She's a Noxair. Right? A Noxair. Yeah. Yeah. He had to overtake her. So, I mean, this they had to fight. But then she ended up getting the upper hand, handcuffing him, which is what we see later on. She takes the car. Sam realizes that she's driving away with the car. And shoots out the back window, baby. Ah, hurt my hurt my soul right there. Um, <laughs> and she goes to find the deputy's body because she has seen the head in the cooler, which Dean has moved to the trunk. And, yeah, and she looked when she first saw that too. She didn't look terrified. She looked like, oh my gosh, she looked upset. Yes, she looked upset. Because that was her Like, her it was alpha. uncomfortable right. for her. But she wasn't, like, fearful of it, where I think anyone else seeing a head in a cooler... Well, not only a head in a cooler, but a head growling she, alive in a cooler. That, or that you knew the person whose head was in the cooler. Yeah, this growling head, she, yeah, she looked more uncomfortable with it, because she obviously was trying to figure out a way to fix this. I think I would Which pass out. We see her, we see her talking to the body and the head, and she says she's going to put this... Put this, bring us back to life. Obviously, he's the alpha. Um, she had killed her own husband because those who don't join are food. Yeah, that's weird. I think it's interesting that this guy admitted to Dean then that as they're kind of driving to go, because Sam's walking into a trap now. They've got Sam there, and he's going to be a part of this pack. That he had killed three people in a hundred years. But had killed 60 in the past 16. month. Oh, I thought he said 60. Oh, I thought 60. It, well, you're probably either, right. It's 16. Either way, he's building the army to fight the darkness. They're fighting the darkness. Which is insane because the monsters are all scared of whoever That's, this yep. is. Even the monsters are scared. I wrote that down. I was like, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. If the monsters are scared of the darkness, we are going to need everyone banding together. We're going to need Rowena. We're going to need Crowley. We're going to need Metatron. It is going to be this final battle. I want to see how strong, like more of the strength of the darkness, though. I keep hearing for the last four episodes that everybody's scared. Nobody knows how to take it on. Everybody doesn't know what to expect from it because it's just been locked away. People thought it was a myth. They didn't even think it was real. But I want to see this darkness in action. I want to see what it does. Do you really think... Do you think evil is going to be hurt by the darkness? Or do you think that evil is going to want the darkness to win the fight against the good guys? I don't think... Do you think they'll take a side? I think they're going to end up working together. Evil and good or evil and darkness? Evil and good because evil at first naturally you think, oh, the darkness is evil. It's a bad guy. But I don't think it's that black and white. I think we were talking about it last time and Alexis was saying, you know, this this darkness has its own agenda and and has its own beliefs of what's 
right and wrong and good and evil and and there's a balance of it both i mean does it want to take everybody out no matter if they're good or evil and start over from scratch and doesn't like how this world is running and how god created this world i think it's just on its own and many evil people are going to make the mistake to join the darkness i think so you think some of them are going to some of the evil people are going to join the darkness while some of them are going to try and fight this because it's a bigger thing than themselves and I think that's where Crowley is actually in conflicted in his head. You know, naturally, he would think that he could be allies with the darkness. You know, they're both evil. But I think he's slowly figuring out that this it, is not good. It's not on his side. Mm-hmm. And he is going to play nice and pretend that he's on its side. But I think he's slowly backing up and being like, okay, maybe we should take this out. And that's where it's going to come in, where he has to work with Sam and Dean. I agree. I think something's gonna something's going to ch- completely change his mind. Either the darkness is going to do something to him or to someone that he could potentially care about. That he's going to go. This is bad. All right. What do we need to do to stop this? This is this is way too powerful. This is more powerful than we need mm-hmm. it to be. Yeah. We got to bring this down. Um, and even uh, the the deputy says that they know they can't stop it. They're just trying to buy some time. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so they know Sam's going to be a good soldier, so they set a trap for Sam. Dean causes a car accident to kind of stop them doing this. With the hairpin. With with the hairpin. Okay. I just saw him go around. I thought the handcuffs. Um, my bad. Um, and they crash into some water hazards. Uh, the deputy goes flying out of the car. She's in the front. I was actually worried that Dean was going to go flying through the window. Glad we didn't have to see any of that. Um... So, Dean finds the girl's purse. He's looking for pennies. Another violent, and I wrote, loud fight scene with close-up shots of them fighting. Um, I just felt like it was, I mean, and, and it is baby's perspective of what's happening. And usually, whoever they're fighting is not that close to the, I don't know. I just felt like it was crazy to see things that up close and that loud, but it's, it is completely baby's perspective. Mm -hmm. The door on the head, closing it over and over again. And I have to give props to Jensen because you're obviously not fighting anything, but you have to look like you're fighting the most evil in the world. And it looks like he's genuinely doing that. It doesn't look staged or fake or hokey or anything like that. I like that he apologizes to baby afterwards. Yes. Which he should. Baby's a wreck right now. I know. Baby needs some TLC. Um, he put the penny in his mouth. Dean apologized to baby. We, Lily turns human again, which we know once the alpha is killed that everyone will turn human. So we're assuming wherever Sam is that anyone that would have been attacking him has now turned human as well. Um, so essentially, too, even if he was turned into this, yep, he would be human He again. would go back to normal. Uh, so they get to Sam. Lily's reunited with her family and everyone's changed back. The boys admit that, yes, the monsters are scared and they need to go home to get healed by Cass. And this is where we finally hear Sam say, if, I, if Cass is going to heal me, then he's got to heal you too. And Dean agrees. Well, I think he kind of agreed, but it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I still think he wanted to just punish himself. Punishment is done. Stop. You've waited long enough. Yes. Get healed by Cass. And I love that they say they're actually home and baby. Baby's their home. Yeah. That's where they spend most of their time. They're always driving to some new place. You know, baby is a hunter as well. 
And then we hear night moves again. Then we hear night. We close out with more night moves. I loved it. Yeah. Overall, I loved seeing this perspective of baby. I want more episodes like this. Um, even though we didn't really move forward, essentially, the storyline with the darkness, cool. we found out a little backstory and how powerful it's going to be and the fact that other people are actually... We're listening to it again. Yeah, let's just... Yeah, let's just... <laughs> let's have night moves in the background while we finish up. Um, you know, they are fighting the darkness, and we do know that, but, like, it, it was a really nice perfectly packed wrapped episode yeah with baby we got to see baby's perspective so different we got to see the boys telling each other the truth and learning about the monsters being scared i love this episode i uh so next week let's talk about some predictions okay because we've got the ghost of lizzie borden obviously took an axe they've led sam and dean to a bed and breakfast tourist attraction the House of Wax, which at first I had to go back and watch because obviously they referenced House of Wax right. in Season 5, Episode 5, the Paris Hilton episode, Fallen Idols. Um, so I didn't know if they were going to kind of bring that back in from Jared doing House of Wax. But it's like whacking with Wax. A- yeah, W-H-A-C-K. And Jared admits, dude, we got to be more pumped. Sam admits, be more pumped. Pump up. Pump yourself up. Let's do this. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen next week? Do you think we're going to have any Crowley, Rowena, Metatron sightings? I'm thinking they're all... I think maybe we'll see some more stuff going on with Cass, possibly Rowena. I don't think Metatron yet, but I do think we're going to see more of these monsters and, and different types of monsters kind of joining together and talking about how they're scared of the darkness and how they want to fight it. I think we're going to see a lot of that. And... I do think whenever we do see Crowley, I, I want to see the darkness in the next episode. So I think we're going to see the darkness escape hell. And I think we're going to not, there's not going to be too much time now between this teenage darkness and the woman darkness that we saw in the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. I think that we're going to see a faster climb to that because she's going to start feeding on souls outside of hell. Ooh. Yes, I totally feel like that's going to happen because her hunger is going to be insatiable and that's not going to be enough to feed her. And I predict we'll clean the car. Car will be clean by next episode, (laughs) for sure. Uh, I'm wondering if Sam and Dean are killing all the monsters, but the monsters are trying to team up against the darkness, do we really want all the monsters and demons in the world gone? Well... If they're fighting this power and this entity, and if they need to instill the help, do they keep them around, or do we just get rid of them one by one, because that's what we have to do? I don't necessarily think that they're at the point of thinking that they're supposed to join forces. You know, maybe in the future we will see that, and we'll see them start to realize that or think, let's work together, but I don't think they know. I mean, we haven't really even seen anything with the darkness other than the very beginning with... You know, them becoming, what did you call them? Grombies? The Grombies with the great veins. Yeah. Yes, and that was happening, but what, are all the Grombies dead? I'm, I'm still thinking we're going to come back to that because, like I said, if one person got out of the town, and in fact, it's like outbreak. If one person gets out, they affect town after town after town. So I feel like that still exists, and we're going to come back to that storyline. And I know you guys had even mentioned you weren't sure if. Sam still had some of that in him. Obviously, he admitted this episode to Dean that this happened to him. But does he still have any part of that inside of him? Like a lasting effect. It could happen. But I'm just wondering if there's anybody full on running around with 
this these veins on their neck or if they've quote unquote been cured for now. But if they're looking for cases, don't you think that that would come up because it's so it's going to kill so many people? I feel like right. I feel like that case would come up unless it was I don't know if, if that's going to a small knows. town. Yeah, if they're going to a small town, I feel like I hope that we come back to that storyline because I like that, and I want to see what happens more with that. That's my point, though, of seeing what happens more with the darkness. We've seen that, but what else? What else is it going to do? There's got to be because that's really all that we saw that it had done, and mm-hmm. then released Amara, yeah, who's growing into this. But maybe that means that we just see more things like that coming up. As she gets older, it's like new little things like fly out. Right. Like all of a sudden it's another, you know, plague or it's this, you know, some sort of, like, I don't know. As she gets older. Mm-hmm. She releases little like things out into the world with like a flick of her wrist. Who knows? Well, I think we need a little bit more of that anyway to figure out how it is we're going to attack this darkness. And why, because otherwise, why is she so bad? There's nothing There's that nothing that, I mean, written that she's they She's eating read. souls, which isn't good, but mm-hmm. I mean, there are people in hell right now. So, all right, guys, that has been your episode for Supernatural this week. During Halloween week, we got ghoul pyres, vamp, wear pyres, all sorts of ghoulin, all sorts of fun stuff. Katie, where can the good people find you to talk to you about Anything in your life going on? You can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's. Campbell. Instagram at Katie Campbell 13 and YouTube.com slash Katie Campbell Online. I have a vlog. And this is Lindsay here. You guys can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lindsay Wagner. That's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y-W-E-G-N-E-R. Or my blog, lindsaywagner.blogspot.com. I actually tweeted out a blooper that Entertainment Weekly posted uh, with the boys in it. It's called The Other Way. Uh, I just tweeted that out like an hour or two ago. You guys check it out on Twitter. It's super funny, super cute with the boys in it. Check it out. uh, Retweet it. Favorite it. All that stuff. Let's get it out there. Uh, And we'll see you guys next week for more Supernatural. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 